0: Hello, welcome to the Elone Show. I'm your host, John Aloney, And in this episode, I've not brought on regulars because it's very early in the morning. But as for our guest, he's from Leeds. He's a business sounding board working with SME business owners to help them not be lonely at the top. And also, had a, went from an accidental zero investment kitchen table online startup to a multi-million pound sale to a PLC in 18 years. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Phil Fraser.
1: Hi. Good morning. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the big build up there. <laughs> Anytime. So, how's life? Uh, good. Good. Everything's okay. Sun's shining here in Leeds this morning, and, uh, and Leeds United won over the weekend, so all good.
0: Oh, nice, nice. Have you been up to much recently?
1: Um, to be honest, I haven't. Uh, although last week I did go to one of the first networking events I've been to you know, in real life uh, for a long, long time. So it was great to actually meet people I'd only ever seen on Zoom before. Okay, nice. Now, tell me more about what you do. Okay, so I'm a, what I call a business sounding board, sort of halfway between business coach and business mentor. Um, and I work with business owners to to really be their, their sort of spare pair of ears and spare pair of eyes and i think as you said in your intro you know a lot of people who run their own businesses find it lonely at the top um and often just need somebody to to talk through their issues with you know it's it's very difficult um you know one of the great things about running your own business is you get to make all the decisions that's fantastic it's you know it's exciting it's it, it's motivating it's really really great but at the same time, you very rarely have somebody to sit down with and say, ooh, I'm I'm not sure about this decision, you know, or I've I've got this problem or I've got this opportunity. Um and, and that's where I come in. I can sit with the business owner independently, completely confidentially, um, and just say, okay, hit me with it. You know, what's your issue? What do you want to talk about? And we can we can you know throw it around and and hopefully. The business owner can go away with a, a, a clearer mind as to what they're going to do next.
0: Okay, nice. And what kind of teaching and mentoring do you provide?
1: Well, it's really it's really down to the client. Um, you know, most of most of my sessions with my clients start with me saying, "Okay," and it's it's whatever is sort of front and center for them at the time of our discussion. I'm not one of these people who works to a structure or a system or a process. You know, I've not, I've not bought a franchise off, off, you know, off the shelf and go, right, this is the process, this is what we do. It really does depend on, on what the client wants to talk about. Okay,
0: interesting. So what, what got you into doing coaching and mentoring?
1: Sorry, say so that again, I missed that.
0: Uh, what got you into mentoring?
1: Okay, so um, as you mentioned in in, in the intro, I run my own business for 18 years, uh, which we sold, in fact, which we actually signed the documentation for t- four years ago, yesterday. Um, um, so so I sold my business, we had a three-month handover, I come out the other side and go, okay, what am I going to do next? Um and one of the things I have been doing is I've been doing some some mentoring with uh, with young people with six formers through pe- people like Prince's Trust, Young Enterprise, stuff like that, um, which I really really enjoy doing. And what also happened was a number of friends and, and contacts who have got businesses sort of started asking me for advice. You know, I've, I've got this issue. What do you think? Of, you know, you've sold your business. What does it look like? And I really, really enjoyed doing that. And, and they seemed to be getting a benefit out of it. And I thought, hey, I could, you know, I could do this as, as, a, as a, not a full-time job, but as a, uh, as a lifestyle business. Um, and that's where it came about. So it's something I enjoy doing. It's something people I talk to seemingly get, uh, get some benefit from. Um, and, and that's where it came about. Okay,
0: nice. And what do you like about doing mentoring?
1: Um, I think the great thing is actually actually seeing people grow and benefit from it. Um, it, it it's interesting. A lot of what I do is I, 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 will, I will usually ask questions of clients rather than telling them what to do. So it will be things like, you know, have you considered this? Have you considered that? have you tried this before? Why did it work? Why didn't it work? What are the options we've got to play with? Um, and, and almost sort of seeing the light bulb come on in their mind, and then them going away and, and 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 doing it is really, really great. It's really motivational. And, you know, a lot of the testimonials I get back from clients are really, really, really positive. And they say, you know, it starts with sort of thank you. Thank you for, you know, I think my last one of my last clients his testimonial read something like, Thank you for, for allowing me to fall back in love with my business. Cause he just got so frustrated and didn't know which way to turn. Um, and we just, you know, nothing I nothing I said or did was was magical or brilliant in any shape or form. It was just some of it was was just let's take a step back, let's have a think about this, let's put some logical steps in place. Um and that's sort of what comes out, comes out the other side of it.
0: Okay, fabulous. So is the work you're doing provided to people in the UK or do you do this internationally as well?
1: Well, you know, one of the, one of the benefits, and one of the beauties of doing the job is I can do it from anywhere. I mean, obviously, ideally, uh, I'd, like, I'd do it face-to-face, uh, but often some of the sessions are over the phone and now a lot of stuff as with everybody else, is either you know, done through Zoom or Teams or, or Google Meet or something like that. So actually, I can do it internationally. And you know, fortunately, I've been on, on podcasts sort of all around the world. So I've been in the States, I've been in Australia, wherever it might be. Um, and if anybody from over there picks, picks it up and, and wants to work with me, yeah, I can do it. I can do it you know, anywhere in the world. I can be anywhere in the world and clients can be anywhere in the world.
0: Wow, amazing! So, uh, as a business mentor, what have been the high and low
1: points? Um, I think uh, the, the high points, I think, are, are just seeing the penny drop with clients, just by talking to them and talking through things, and then suddenly they sort of they have that ah, I get it now moment. Um, and I, I'll give you I'll give you a good example of that. Um, I had a client who had started a business. Um, it was in children's nursery space, and it started with one nursery, and, and by the time I worked with her, she had seven or eight. Um, but she her mindset was still very much in I'm I'm the owner of one nursery. And I, I always had to sit down with her and sort of teach her that she actually was you know, the managing director of a, a huge company with, I, don't, I think she had 120, 130 staff, and her mindset was, was in the wrong place. And eventually that penny dropped and 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 she went, ah, I get it now, I am now, I'm not a nursery owner, I'm the owner of a, I can't know what a turnover was, you know, multi-million pound turnover business with a hundred plus staff. And that, that, you could almost hear the penny drop, and that was really, really great. Um, and that, that's one of the high points, probably, probably the low point, And it's not really a low point. Um, and it, there's, there's probably two aspects to this. One is th- the service I offer isn't a, what you'd call a normal business service. You know, people people understand they need accountants and they need lawyers and they need HR professionals. Um, okay. But, a, but a, a business sounding board or even a business coach or business mentor isn't, particularly in the UK isn't a sort of a standard sort of shopping list thing for a business owner. And I think that's that's a difficulty because I until people hear and know about what I do, people don't go looking. Yeah, you know, they might hear about it and go, oh yeah, I could do with one of those. Um and I think yeah that that sort of leads into the second thing, which is yeah, I can only get my service in front of people by by banging my own drum. Um because it isn't if you you know if you look at if you look at business in the states you know having a business coach having a business mentor is is pretty straightforward it's pretty normal and over here it's almost it's almost seen as a weakness you know you're people who run their own businesses are a certain type of people you know they've they've obviously got a bit of oomph about them they've got to be a bit of ego about them they've got to be seen to be you know sort of macho whether that be female macho or, or male macho you know uh, A1 leaders and for them to actually hold their hands up and go actually I need some help it's sort of counterintuitive for them um, Yeah, you know, they don't want to be seen to be weak because they need help but actually it's a positive because it's going to make them better um, so they're, the, they're probably the two yeah, sort of downsides to things
0: hmm. Okay okay. What,
1: what are the questions do you mainly, commonly ask Your clients. So I'll. uh, uh, There's there's one that I'll always start with with new clients, Um, and and that question is, what does perfect look like in a year's time? Okay. Yeah. Which which sounds like a really really simple question, and then when you start thinking about it, you know, the the brain starts working, Um, and and what it's supposed to do is actually clarifying in people's minds. The, the direction of travel. Um, and, and I'll give you two very, very simple examples of that. So if I say to a business owner, okay, what does perfect look like in a year's time? And perfect in a year's time might be uh, a million pounds worth of sales or 10 million pounds worth of sales, whatever it might be. Um, and then another client might say, actually, I want to sell the business. Now, that, as soon as you answer the question like that, you've got, you then have to set two completely divergent strategies in place. Because, you know, if you want to up your sales to a million pounds, 10 million pounds, whatever it might be, you've got to put marketing strategies in place. You've got to put maybe product strategies in place to increase your product range. It might be. Might need to recruit a new sales manager, a new sales director, a new sales team. You might need to open up a new market, whether that be local or international. There's lots and lots of different things that would we'll drive into. Conversely, the other person who said, I want to sell the business. Well, what they their strategy is now gonna be, okay, well, we need to whereas you know increasing your sales might actually add costs initially. if you're looking to sell your business you might actually want to try and reduce your costs obviously you want to increase your profit to make it look sexier but you might want to reduce your costs so actually you might get rid of a couple of sales staff or you might stop producing a couple of things that maybe are lost leaders so that's probably the first question i always ask clients you know what what does perfect look like in a year's time and i think it's a great question because it just just makes people think and then it sets the strategy in place um as I said, most most sessions will start with, okay, what do you want to talk about, and then it's lots of prodding and poking questions. You know, a, a, a classic question: you know, Why do you do that? Why do you do it that way? And people go, well, we've always, we've always done it that way. Well, have you considered doing it this way? Or, or, or again, classic question: Why do you do that? Well, everybody in the industry does that. Well, you know, so what? Why do you, you know? Why do you not do it? Why don't you do it a different way? So it's lots of Lots of hows and whys and 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 just, just making people think it's quite easy to just to get into the run of the mill of doing the same things all the time. Actually asking the question why do you do them and what you're trying to do just just opens people's minds. And and often people will come to me with problems. I've got this issue with, you know, it might be a member of staff, it might be a client, and then it's just it's just prodding and poking questions sort of around. What the problem is, what potential solutions might look like, and then deciding on which solution to go with, and then discussing how we're going to we're going to make that happen.
0: Okay, cool, cool. And with and with the mentoring you provide to your clients, do they always turn out to be more successful than you hope it want you wanted them to be?
1: Um, I think one of one of the things, and again, this goes back to my point about um, people searching for a mentor or a coach or a business sounding board. You've got to be in a certain mindset to, to look, but you've also then got to be in a certain mindset to take on board what, what, you know, what we discuss. Now, from my point of view, obviously I want a client to be as successful as possible, but at, at times, and I've, and I've had it, I've had the experience of, of going through a process with a client and together, putting together a strategy that we believe would be the right way forward which he then presented to his team, and nothing happened because he hadn't actually bought into it. So sometimes the client can fail, use the word fail broadly, or not take on board what I'm doing and therefore not be successful just because it's its a mindset thing that they, they still think they're right and they go away doing the wrong thing or they don't take things on board. So I think the success or otherwise of clients and, and whether I feel i've been successful is a lot dependent on the recipient rather than me
0: okay so how how much time do you spend on the internet
1: how much time do i spend on the internet yeah (laughs) that's a very good question i probably spend most of my day on the internet actually um in various guises whether that be on uh linkedin or whether it be on twitter or 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 maybe just just researching stuff um so, yeah, I spend a long time. I mean, my previous business was an online business as well. So, so yeah, I, I pretty much live on the internet. Probably too much is the answer.
0: Okay, okay. Same with me. <laughs> yeah. So, what is the best way to start the morning?
1: What's the best way to start the morning? Well, um, I... I if I, if we weren't recording this, this podcast this morning, I'd have been, I'd have been swimming this morning. Um, so usually some exercise, uh, I got the gym twice a week, first thing in the morning, I go swimming twice a week, usually first thing in the morning, mainly as a, uh, and the swimming is usually off the back of playing five a side the night before, which I did. So, uh, I think exercise is probably a good way to start the day. Although sometimes you can just lie in bed and think, oh, really can't face getting out of bed.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. If you could erase one past experience, what would it be?
1: If I could erase one past experience, what would it be? Goodness me. Um, That's a really, really difficult question. Um, Richard, I really don't know. I really don't know. I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything particularly that's been that dreadful that I'd want to erase it. I might tweak a few things, but but not necessarily erase them.
0: Hmm. Okay, okay, that's cool. What is something people are always surprised to learn about you?
1: Uh, Probably two things. Uh, Number one, I keep chickens. So we've got um, we've got a dozen chickens in the garden. which is quite cool, and they all lay different coloured eggs. Um, And actually, I I talk about them and and write about them in my newsletter. As a a sort of business consultant, the fact I talk about keeping chickens, I think, shocks people. Um, And also, uh, this is going to show my age, I'm a punk. So I love punk music. Bands like The Undertones, The Sex Pistols, The Damned, The Clash, people like that.
0: Okay. Nice, nice. Where was the nicest place you've been to?
1: The nicest place I've been to, uh, I would well I'd answer this with probably three different places for three different reasons. Um, one is for in Spain, where um, I'm fortunate enough to have a, a holiday home, so I love going there. I think the best holiday destination I've ever been to was the Maldives, which is just off the scale sensational. Um, and the one place that I visited that I thought, you know what, I could, I could actually live here, uh, was Cape Town in South Africa. Um, beautiful city, beautiful beaches. You've got Table Mountain in the background. Um, you've got all the vineyards within driving distance. That, that's where, if I was gonna live somewhere else, I'd live in Cape Town. So that'd be my three answers.
0: Okay, nice. What's your favorite season? Uh,
1: probably the summer. I'm a bit of a, a, bit of a, a sun worshipper. I'm quite happy to sit by a pool with a book and a beer doing nothing. Yeah, same with me. <laughs> yeah. And the other, the other, my other favourite season is the football season, being a, being a Leeds United fan.
0: Ah, uh, yes, of course. Cool. Where do you see yourself 20 years from now?
1: Goodness me. Um, where do I see myself in 20 years' time? Well, I'm quite old um i'm 58 so so i'll be 78 so i think probably still alive would be a positive it'd <laughs> be a positive thing <laughs> but where where i don't know you know my kids might have put me in a home by then who knows okay okay what's your strangest hidden talent my strangest hidden talent <sighs> strangest hidden talent um I'm very good at whistling very, very loudly, um, which my kids hate, because uh, at things like music concerts when they're at school and ballet classes and all that sort of thing, when the parents came along to watch, they used to hate me, hollering and whistling really, really loudly. But I'm very proud to say my daughter as I've taught my youngest daughter to whistle just as loudly as well.
0: Okay, nice, nice. What is the best pair of shoes that you own?
1: Best pair of shoes I own. Jeez, you've got some weird questions. Um, The best pair of shoes I own. um, Best pair of shoes I own would probably be I've got a pair of Oliver Sweeney boots, which I quite like uh, brown with a brogue on them. Um, But I think the best pair of boots I, I ever wore was my first ever pair of Dr. Martins which I bought back in, it would have about 77, 78, which again ties into the punk thing. Um, they, were my, they were my most favourite footwear ever. Okay, nice. That's cool.
0: So, what flavour of ice cream do you wish existed?
1: Do you know, I've, <laughs> I've been on lots of podcasts and you seriously have the weirdest questions. Um, favourite flavour of ice cream that doesn't exist um i suppose if you if you tie two things together it, it would you know some other type of food that, that i really like and then then make into an ice cream would be something like a, you know i don't know chicken tikka masala ice cream or something like that
0: okay. Which would probably, okay that would
1: probably be really really weird
0: okay i can see that
1: <laughs> yeah
0: what is the one thing you can't live without?
1: The one thing I can't live without? It would obviously be the, the, the soppy answer of family. My, oh, my, my, my wife and kids. And uh, if, you, if you go beyond that, because I'm sure everybody says that, uh, I'd say Leeds United.
0: Okay, that's nice. That's nice. Are you a cat person or a dog person?
1: Uh I'm yeah. We we have a dog. Um and I got outvoted three to one when we decided to have a dog. Um and I only agreed on the basis that I wouldn't have to do any duties whatsoever. Um cats I'm not bothered about either way. So I'm probably neutral of, of the two. Maybe maybe dogs because we've got one in the house, but only marginally.
0: Okay. So What is the most ridiculous fact you know?
1: The most ridiculous fact I know. The most ridiculous fact I know. Um, I don't don't think I know anything particularly ridiculous. I could probably quote you lots of um, obscure details about punk bands or Leeds United football stats or something like that. Um, But I don't think there's anything i can I could sort of sit in a pub and go, "Did you know, Zed? I don't think there's anything like that i could I could probably pull something out after a few pints, but probably not now, not this time in the morning.
0: Okay, okay. who was the last person you've talked to?
1: the last per- <laughs> The last person I talked to was our cleaner who turned up this morning <laughs> to give her instructions as to which rooms to clean because my wife's out. <laughs> okay. That's nice.
0: <laughs> so, what is your pet peeve? Was my what? What What is your pet
1: peeve? My pet peeve. Yeah. Um, my pet peeve is this is really petty. This is. Do you want really really petty? I get really annoyed when you only know, got empty wardrobe and they all get sort of like tangled and you can't get them out. That really yeah. really annoys me. <laughs> that really annoys me.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that that does piss me off at times.
1: Yeah, that's really really. I mean, you know, how petty do you want to get? But yeah, that's that's probably probably one of mine.
0: I mean, it's, I mean, it's a good one to be honest. I do, I do get a bit annoyed at times with that.
1: And also, I'll tell you another. I'll tell you another one as well. Is when you let when you're driving and you 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 know stop to let somebody through and and they don't acknowledge you. I annoy that annoys me.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. Oh man.
1: <laughs>
0: oh man, that's a mood.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: So, if you can make one wish right now, what would it be?
1: <sighs> one wish right now that the Russians would push out, pull out of Ukraine completely.
0: Oh yes, I would love that too.
1: And and everybody just chill the fuck and stop. Shooting and killing each other.
0: Oh yes, that well, too. I absolutely agree with that. So, what has currently been the highlight of your week?
1: The highlight of my week. Well, it's Monday morning now. I don't know what. I don't know when. I don't know when this is going to be published, but it's Monday morning. So, the highlight of the week so far. Uh, if I go back to last week, was sorry to be obsessive about this, but the highlight was Leeds United winning. Um, And the highlight of this week so far, well, it's Monday morning, so all I've done so far is have my breakfast and speak to you. So it's either you or the breakfast is the highlight of the the week so far.
0: Okay, great. So what is the best way to travel?
1: Business. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, If your wife...
1: Oh, yeah. whichever, whichever way, whichever way you're travelling, travel business. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, if your life was a meal, what kind of meal would it be? Oh
1: Jesus. Um. Oh, bloody hell. Uh. Is she gonna? Is she gonna? Is she gonna hear this or not? Um. I'd say, I'd say it would be a, a very complex nine-course tasting meal with lots and lots of different bits to it.
0: Oh, okay. And what, what kind of bits you, would you have in your buffet, kind of?
1: Oh dear. Uh I just have to say very interesting bits. Lots of different flavours, lots of different scenarios. Yeah, that I'll 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 stick with that 'cause Okay. Yeah, you know, she'll shout me.
0: Okay, I can see what you're getting at. I fully understand that. So uh, yeah, that's all we have for this episode. It was great having you here, Phil, talking about uh, your work as a business sounding board and the different kinds you and the kinds you help with business and everything else. Wow, it's been quite an episode. I love it.
1: Thank you very much. I hope I hope um, I hope your listeners enjoy it. And if anybody wants to get in contact with me, they can connect with me on LinkedIn. Or go to my website, which is philfraser.co.uk. Don't go to philfraser.com because that's a medieval reenactment costume company. So if you see, you know, bows and arrows and Robin Hood type people, you're on the wrong website. It's (laughs) philfraser.co.uk.
0: Okay, great. And until next time, stay tuned for more.